The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now we repeat it again. The dog I have inside is bigger than all of these guys. That was exactly it. Just keep out heavy pressure. Matt Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. The fact that I'm doing this with my hand is infuriating. It's uh, we're gonna be joined today. Matt and I are gonna be joined. Uh, hopefully by somebody who can fix his collar. We're also going to be, jo- I'm kidding. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm Listen, Jimmy, this is what I, this is what I think about Jimmy. Everybody <laughs> thinks he's cute and huggable and lovable, but he's a little bastard. I was asking for, now for the people watching this on fight pass or, or wherever they're watching it. I, yeah. I was, I was concerned about my shirt. I go, I don't know if I like this collar. Yeah. And Jimmy goes, I wouldn't lie to you. It looks great. It's an open collar. You look great. Yeah. So I let it go. I, I was about to go change my shirt yeah. only for my own self. Sure. But sure. To feel good. To sure. look good is to feel good. Yes. So now you're fucking with. First thing you say is you attack my confidence. Uh, in all honesty, I would never have known. The collar does look fine. I, I would never have noticed it if you didn't say it. And I'm not even noticing it now. It's just, it's funny when people are self-conscious about things like a collar. And then I look at it and go, yeah, it actually looks fine. It looks normal. Um, we have Matt Brown with us today shortly. And also uh, uh, Marlon Chito Vera will be oh, with us. A um, couple of warriors. Too. Yeah. 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 A couple of warriors. And then we have to talk about. The fight night. Cheeto Vera is ready. I want to talk to Cheeto. We're going to talk about the fight night later. Chung versus uh, Ige. So yes. we got a whole, we got a, it's going to be a great show. I'm very optimistic about this show. I hope so. I am more confident about the show than I am about the shirt. There he is. Oh, shit. He's bringing the hair back. Different look. What's up, boys? Hey, Marlon. How you doing? Oh, fucking. This AC is fucking cold. It's cold over there? Where are you now? Well, Vegas is fucking hot, but the fucking hotel is like close, uh, like Alaska. Look at me. I'm, I'm all... That, are you keeping the worst the hair? Part? 
I'm sorry, Jimmy. You, you probably have a way more important question than me no. asking about Cheeto Vera's hair. Because sometimes he does the shaved head, and now he's growing it out. Now, what are, you, what are we doing for the fight with the hair? Are we keeping it or are we shaving it? No, just fucking go like this. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I understand that. because I don't shave- give a fuck about a bed head. I don't have a full head of hair like you do. I have a decent head of hair, but I shave it. Do people, when you shave it, because people will always go, say to me, like, why do you shave your hair? You got a full head of hair. Do people ask you shit like that? Like, why do you do it? You have hair. I did shave my head for my first 10 fights. I would, like, go, like, race or, like, I would be, like, naked skin. I like it. I, I fought with it for a while, but then for other fights, I would get hair goods. I don't know, man. Like, every month, I change everything. Like I, I'm just like, <laughs> I even when I get like, like, like a, like a, like a haircut, it's never the same one. It's either short and fade or fade and long on top. So I'm never keeping one cut. And now I'm gonna let it grow until like, I'm, a, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm a hippie. Dude. I just fucking do whatever they want. You could do whatever the fuck you want, man. You're a yes, boss. Sir. Hey, how's Jason Perillo doing? He's great. He's a great. He was having fun last night. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's still sleeping. <laughs> I know. He was. Oh, hey, that man wake up earlier than me. And I don't know, dude. He's a fucking. He he work at a cylinder Monday through Monday. So he figured it out. I don't want to put him on the spot. Is he smoking cigarettes or is he not smoking cigarettes? No, no, not smoking cigarettes. Very. I'm great. so happy. See, he's that was a good. risk. That was a risky question because yeah. I know he was been battling with that, but I'm happy. No, he's good. He's good. He, hey, the guy knows what's good and bad. And I'm good. Everybody have a lifestyle different, but yeah. he, the one, the one thing that he have to live, he live it. So, and yeah. he, he's good. So he's just one of those guys that can wake up. Like I'm amazed by guys. There's guys that can hang out all night, drink till two in the morning, and still get up at six thirty in the morning and function. Hey. If I say, coach, I want to run at 6 a.m., he put the running shoes with me. And he did it before, so he can fucking handle himself like a – he's a professional. He's, yeah. he's there when you need it. He baked some cookies, too. He baked some fucking mean cookies. Dude, last fucking night, he made some short ribs. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? I can eat it. Dude, I I went, caught a piece, chewed it, mm, I spit it. I was like, fuck, I wish I could eat that. Yeah, he does that on purpose to keep you – yeah, fuck the lion. It's on it right now. What's the first thing you eat when you're done? Like when you after a fight, is there one thing you will just always eat? Um, man, fuck. Jitter around my diet is pretty clean, so I do cheat maybe you know once a week. Sometimes I do twice a month, but I don't really cheat. I just eat plain whole food. When I say plain whole food, it's like I eat a full ribeye a fucking full sweet potato bacon and a salad. And I eat like that year around. And then, you know, I'm, I, I eat all kinds of proteins and most of my friends hunt. So I'm eating fresh elk, French uh, boar, fresh boar year around. So I'm clean, man. And I figured it out like seven years ago by eating like that, my longevity is going to be great. Like, you know, I don't knock on wood, you know, but don't get big, um, that much on my body. You know, keep my brain healthy. You know, we're in the fucking sport that is very unhealthy. So I feel the healthier you are around the sport, the longer you can fight. And, dude, you know, I can run 
15 miles and you know my body handles perfect so that means i'm doing something right and you said you hunt no my friends i'm gonna actually i get my license and my lawyer the guy that works my visa he's a good hunter so it's gonna take me uh on july so it's perfect that's oh are you excited about that is it gonna be your oh, first yeah time? i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot those motherfuckers and eat them <laughs> That is the healthiest way to do it, though. Like that's a great soundbite. Rogan, like Rogan's Instagram, Joe's Instagram, it's literally oh, it's awesome. him cooking elk meat, and you're like, "Holy fuck, does that look good?" Like it, it, it's, it, it's. I love watching those videos. I fucked up because after after one of my fights, I'm like, "Please, can you give me some?" When he was in LA, he's like, "Yeah, he sent me his address," and I was from LAX airport. I was driving to his to his place, and dude, he was a fucking four-hour traffic and i was like hey man i'm i'm just gonna turn around and i regret that to this day oh what to go on a hunt what was that no to go pick up meat oh shit but the traffic was but too it, bad but it, it was like in a normal day it was just like 40 minutes like an hour max it was four hour traffic i was like fuck i am i am doing this like i love the meat and i would love to give him a hug but fuck it's, it was a lot my father-in-law makes some venison. I'll tell you right now, it's my favorite food. It's my favorite meat. Now I'm starting to drool like a fat guy. But it makes me feel powerful. <laughs> Jimmy, I'll have that shit. I'll go to my academy and I'll rip some Camorras. I feel powerful. I, I don't know. Oh, I, and it's so fucking good. But isn't people it too gamey? Isn't it people, too gamey? Hey, people awesome. say it's gamey. It's, it's awesome. The way my father-in-law makes it zero, I have no... He, I don't know. How, he, it looks almost like a like a veal cutlet or a chicken cutlet. Whoever call it gay means a pussy. Fuck yeah, that's real food. I, that was that's me. real fucking food. But yeah. I never. It's got that reputation. I don't think I've ever eaten it, or if I've eaten it, it was once. But it, but uh, I don't think I've ever experienced it. Get your fucking get your fucking any like I before I spar the days I spar I had a full ribeye before sparring. That's that's something like. Cinderella man shit when he's like, imagine what I do with a steak. I did that with a hip, a spoonful of hash. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What you I'm a fuck. I'm a fucking Viking. When it comes to that, I, I, I eat it bloody. That motherfucker. Oh, I fucking love it. That's the animal. Yeah, that's it. It's great. That's, you are a hunter. Now listen. What are you gonna hunt with? Guns or are you gonna do like the Rogan? You have a bow. Uh, guns. I would love to learn the bow, and but it, I just feel like I'm. I'm every day in the gym. So for me, it's like, it's easier to shoot than learn how to use the ball because I don't want to put time on something that I'm not going to be all in. So, and I know how to shoot already. So why not? Yeah, shit, man. Let me tell you, I tried, hey, fucking Robin Hood makes it look easy. I, I tried that <laughs> shit when I was in, when I was in Texas, I was with Dean Thomas and they'll show this on the looking, looking forward to a, uh, looking for a fight that's coming up soon. And dude, I'm, listen, I all I know is if I'm doing some wild boar, I'm gonna fucking definitely have a big knife with me. It'll probably start off with me with that fucking thing. And I'll miss it. And I'll be you ever see um predator with Mac when he's fucking thinks that's the predator and he's fucking ah! and you hear this and he's got a, a, a pig and he's he's cutting and he's slicing the pig. No, I, mean, like Mac and predator. I don't know, that's a weird analogy, but if you see the movie, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. You're sure. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have good aim, Cheeto. I don't, I'm not really a great gun, gun guy. Like, you know? I, I love the fact of the thing looks cool and it's more like, 
if you can if you can hunt with a bow, it's like meditation. It's it's beautiful. But I'm a guy that I like to put. I, I like to be all in, and I'm yes. not, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice zero training time for for the bow. I'm like I know how to shoot a gun, so I'm gonna just <laughs> keep it that well, way. Hey man, listen, you, you and you might not you might be off with the bow. So what if you're off with the bow? Then that poor animal's just like yo, put me out of my misery already. What the fuck? You know what I mean? With the gun, I don't know. You got pretty good. You aim. should shoot the guy in the in, in the organ, and you should be fine. Fuck yeah, Jimmy! Right? I don't have the patience. I've never have you. I've never actually been hunting where it all. It seems like such patience you have just to kind of sit there and wait, and and you got to be quiet, and you don't want to be up wind because the the scent will get drifted down. Yeah, I just I don't know if I have the patience, and plus I piss every ten seconds. I think it's a fact of earning your food, earning the food for your family, and hooking up all your homies with great quality food. I think that's the fact that I look, I never been on a hunt, but that just drives me. You know, when I was a kid, my dad would be like, yo, go pick up a chicken because he will laugh his ass off. See me at the farm catching a chicken, like not, a, not in a small place. Like literally the chickens were just on a, in, in an acre, just walking around. It's like, hey, bring me one. If you bring me one, I give you a present. And I was like, fuck yeah, because I know my dad gives me cool shit. So I was like, and it will take me like, 20 minutes to catch the motherfuckers but the fact that the fact that i was able to catch it and bring it to him just make me feel like fuck yeah i did something awesome for the family today and it was like you want to kill it and i was like fuck yeah i want to kill it head off uh how old were you i don't know like nine eight this game you're made for this game yeah. bro. you're made <laughs> Please. I grew up in a farm. I grew up in a farm. Like I, my my dad, my, my dad, my dad is an asshole. You know what he will do? What he will like? You know when the, when the horses are young and they're not ready to be mounted by a human. Yeah. He will be like, yo, yo, you see that horse over there? I'm like, yeah, it looks beautiful, but it looks kind of young. That like let let them let one of our employees, you know, get him ready for. I was like, no, 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 he's been ready. He's been ready. Go, go on, you know, jump on him. Dude, that fucking horse will kick me out of his back and I will land on the mud and he would just laugh and cry in tears, just laughing about me on my face on the mud. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? You're a fucking asshole. And he will do things like that every morning. Like he's like, hey, hey, can you go in there and bring me this? And, you know, all those wild people try to buy me. And he will use But, hey, make me, make me smart about things today like he used to put me challenges all the time and he will laugh every time i felt like he will laugh like crying in the ground like a kid were there any animals you were afraid of because that scares the shit out of me to get kicked by a horse or a wild boar is there any animals you're scared of like normal animals like that no but every time i saw a snake by me or by the horse i will freak out like a little girl and right now today if, if i saw a snake i cry like a little girl that's it that's the only animal that i cannot even kill it but you know i i ride you're like indiana jones that's indiana jones's weakness the snakes I, yeah oh, i hate this motherfucker even the bull riding i'm down i'm down to ride a bull i've been looking forward to ride a bull on, before i die i'm gonna do it and yeah. i know you guys did it once 
Yeah, not Jimmy. It was no, Jimmy, my cat. Please don't say you. But I did it. Me and Dana. Jimmy yeah. didn't do that. No, shit. never. No, I wrote a finger. No, once. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about looking for a fight, guys. I was. I was. I was. I text Dana like, "Hey, please, can you text me next time you guys do something like that? Like, oh. please." Like I was like, "Where were you in Hawaii, man? Where were you? We needed you, Dana's. You know, Dana was on. Dana, my, I, there's a rumor Dana was on that cliff the whole pandemic." He never was. <laughs> Listen, the fucking Dana stayed on the cliff. That was news. Next thing you know, the world shut down. Dana's like, oh, close one, man. They're not talking about me on that fucking cliff. And I'm only Dana, I'm just fucking around. There's a reason why I'm buddies with him. I can break his balls. But <laughs> that looks so fun. Every time I see one, I'm like, hey, just bring me one time, please. Nah, man, we'll do it. Dana's like, yo. I'm getting a little bit older. I got business to take care of. I'm not doing the stupid shit. You and Dean, yeah. have fun. Go do the stupid shit. Get me when there's a fight. You know, Dana's, you know. You know what Dana thought? Dana thought, wow, how much money do I have in the bank? Why the fuck would I jump off a cliff? And he was right. He was right. Dude, I'll listen. He jumped. Listen, I'll give him all the credit in the world. He jumped on a fuck. He has my respect. He jumped sure. on a bull. That bull almost fucking got him, dude. Yeah. That was, I you know. watched that. That almost, that, that could have killed him easily, dude. So it's crazy. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> I you would do it. I would yeah. pay. I would pay somebody to let me do it. It's hey, dude. It's uh, I'll tell you. I'm not doing it again. You know. I'm, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm happy I did it. That's all my, I did. My that's a. It wasn't on my bucket list, but it's crossed off it now. I did it. There's some film. I made it out in one piece. It's good. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. I remember like being a kid. You know, in Ecuador, the the rodeos are not like in the U.S. Like the U.S. The rodeo is just riding a bull, like professional yeah. bull riders. In Ecuador, we have like clowns, like a guy dressed like a clown, jumping into the arena with a red uh, flag and like three bulls, and he just running around. And I used to be like, "Dad, can you let me do that?" It's like, "Fuck no, you're gonna get killed." But then when when he would get a little drunk, he would like, you know, you can jump in the arena if you want, and he would like. Literally do like the matador with no experience. I was like, my dad is a fucking superhero. And he was fucking drunk out of his mind. I was like, that's fucking that, awesome. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll take right now, your dad does sound awesome. Yeah. I, I, think he's, I think he's funny as heck with everything you're telling me. <laughs> oh, he's, he, he's a fucking man. He's, he's actually coming to this fight with my brother and my cousin. So I'm already expecting on Sunday a bad hangover. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't it feel good though now that you're having this rematch? With uh, with Davy Grant, Davey Grant with, yeah. with, with your people around you, I mean, you fought in his backyard, didn't you last time? I look, I fought in his backyard. I was training in Ecuador, so you know what that means. And you know, you know who was my corner for that fight? Who? My dad, my best friend, and let's call this guy my first coach. Yeah, I had zero advice. It was just like. Yeah, yeah, good job, good job. Yeah, don't stay there. Okay, okay, okay. And I was like, okay, I need to. When when I lost that fight, I came back to the to the. I was on a bloody bath, all from him, of course. And then my manager looked at me, Jason, and he's like, and he started laughing, and he's like, and he told me this. The the first thing he told me is like, he started laughing, and I was like, dude, I just lost the most important fight of my life. I I was thinking, win this fight moved to the U.S. and started a career. I lost this fight. I'm probably caught. I'm a fucking loser. I was devastated. I was fucking crying. 
And he just, when I walk in the room, he was just crying, uh, like laughing. And I was like, what's going on? I don't get it. And he's like, dude, you went three rounds in the UFC with no camp, with your dad in the corner, on a bloody bath, and you, you didn't even get a black guy. And I'm like, why is that funny? He's like, you're not caught. It's okay. I was crying because I thought I was caught. I, was, I lost my debut, which I thought I get robbed there. The same thing with Samuel Yadon, but whatever. I won by submission my second fight. And that third fight means everything in the world for me. That's the fight that will set me, change my life. And I lost it by, 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 by judges. So I was like, I was, I was devastated. I was like, I mean, this is good it. fight, I, entertaining. You had fun. I mean, yeah, it, it was a fun fight. I know. I, hey, the training camp for those fights were go to a jiu-jitsu gym and grapple a little bit. I, I don't have a sparring for that. Like, I, I, we didn't knew what <laughs> what means a training camp. We would train every day, but we didn't knew how to do things. There was no planning around. It was like, hey, lift weights on Monday, grapple. Uh, go on Fridays to the boxing gym. It's kind of like an open mat and see whoever sparred with you. And yeah, you, you should be good. How many years ago was it? 2016. Like five years ago. David Grant, yeah. Oh, man. It's a long time ago. Listen, I watched that fight. Great. I mean, listen, you've you seen your ability there. But I, you're, you look... Like you've grown, like in, in just in, in not only in, well, definitely in, in everything looks more polished. Everything you look more confident. You're a different. You're I'm gonna say a way more improved fighter than I. You even look different. You look like you've grown as a man. You look like a man now. You looked really. Dumb. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, you look like a little kid. So I like a tough kid, but you were you looked young. You you're a man yeah. now, Cheeto. Yeah, yeah, I know. I. How excited when you got offered this fight? How did this fight come about? And are you did you jump at it? So, so this this was the deal. I was asking for a fight since January. I fought December nineteen. I couldn't fucking sleep because of the decision. I was fucking angry at myself. I was waking up like four in the morning, just fucking mad. I was like, I need to fucking do something about it. Like the only way to like advance and do shedding life is by growing. Is by fixing shit. Is by just keep going forward and I was just waking up in the middle of the night angry I would wake up in the middle of the night go for a run at 4am because I wasn't happy I wasn't happy but I won't let myself down like I put it like this my heart was broken but I wasn't down I was I was on the ground I was I, 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 I was it was just my heart was broken so I was like okay let's fucking fix this thing let, let, let's do something about it like the only thing you can do is do something. A star somewhere if you want to get somewhere. So I was like, okay. You know, I just never stop training. Make some changes. Uh, uh, get full-time with Parillo now. And just like, okay, let's do this. So the first month of the year, January, I'm like, give him a fight. Give him a fight. Nothing. February, give him a fight. Nothing. March, give him a fight. I was, fuck, give me a fucking fight. Okay, so... I was shooting. I was shooting. I was like, "Hey, you know what? I get it. You know, you coming off a loser. You coming off a lose. Let's fight somebody that's coming off a lose or whatever." I was like, "I asked for Marlon Moraes, for Asuncado. I asked for Dominic Cruz. I I make the list huge." I was like, "Hey," and then I also told him, like, "Hey, if you don't want to give me a big fight because I'm coming off a loss, give me somebody that have, I don't know, zero fights, a debut guy." I wasn't asking. I was. I give all the options. 
Yeah. I'm like, just fucking give me a fight. Let me redeem. Let me keep moving forward. But I like activity. The good thing about all this, I have been in the gym since December 25th until this day, nonstop, hungry, and just desperate for blood. And this is a uh, this is a good one because I know you want to get this one it back too. So this has got to feel good. Of course, good to, this has got to feel good, good to come back to. So uh, to answer Matt's question, when they told me like they called me one day and they're like, "Hey, uh, David Grant," I was like, "Done, sign it for me." And then I told my manager, "Don't even send me the contract. You signed it, seal it, and it's on." And I was like, "Yeah, I, will, I, I definitely would like a rank opponent." Uh, so let's see. Anybody in the rankings? I wasn't avoiding nobody. I went from number fourteen to number, you know, realistically to number six to don't be caught. I'm like, you know what? Let's be realistic. Give me somebody between them. And there was like nobody available. I was like, I wasn't picking. That's not my style. Uh, wrestler, you need to strike. I was like, just give me any fucking body, and I'm gonna make it ugly. And then they was like, hey, this fight's available. Done. Do it. Yeah. And uh, too bad, you'll hopefully get to fight in front of fans soon. I mean, it's great that they're back and hopefully your next fight will be. Uh, it's great that they have these these uh, fights to the apex because there's a lot of fights that might have to wait that are now going to get done. So a lot there's a lot more activity, but it, it's I'm sure you want to get back in front of the fans. I want I want I just want people screaming and just yelling nonsense. I, 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 I need that in my life. I. That's what that's what we do it for. We, we, we're like, we're like, I don't know, like, 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 like this is like a gladiator circus kind of thing. And yeah. then I love it. I, I love that pressure. I love that. I love when my opponent is breaking and the crowd gets excited and he's like, fuck what I'm into it. And then sometimes I'm in a bad position and they scream and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to kick your ass. So I miss that. But the apex have something about it. Like, it's like, feels like, you know, like one of those fights, like you you told your homies, like, hey, let's meet up in the alley with these fuckers and let's see what happened. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I like that too because I've been in those ones a hundred times. So, but I, I would love to go like this Apex Arena, Apex Arena, and just yeah. fulfill my heart with, with both. But I do, I do <laughs> want a big fight in front of a crowd. I, I do miss that and I can't wait to get it. Was there anything, because just watching fights, I got very used to not fans not being there, and I didn't realize how much I missed the fans until I saw fans there again. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, this was a great part of it, was having the fans there. As a fighter, is there anything in fighting in that quieter atmosphere that you actually like? Um, to me, I put it like this. Once the cage is locked, it doesn't fucking matter if, if you have a thousand fans, a million fans, or nobody. So the cage is locked. You better win. Like it doesn't matter who's watching, who's there. You got to do it for yourself. And I do see a lot of fighters breaking without, with, with the crowd because with the crowd, they get super ballsy. You know, there's, there, nobody's watching. But I saw some guys, I don't know. I can just see the energy and they're like, they're kind of like, fuck this. I don't like these people. So you can show through colors when you have a little more pressure and, you know, that's what, that's what I'm all about. You know, I, I have already enough pressure growing up, trying to make it for neck or being, being an immigrant. So I love it. I'm friends with the pressure.
Yes, he's friends with the fucking yeah. pressure. You're lucky my kids are on Zoom downstairs in school because I'd be fucking screaming right now. He's got an <laughs> edge to him right now. Yeah. Hey, we always love talking to Marlon Cheeto Vera. We love talking to him. He's always so relaxed, chill. Jimmy, look at him. He's a fucking edge to him. Is an edge. I recognize that shit. He wants to eat Jimmy. No, no, wait, don't say it like that. He doesn't want to eat Jimmy. You said he wants no, to he eat Jimmy. Want to eat no, he doesn't mean that. No. You mean he wants to eat, period. <laughs> he wants to eat. Yeah. The octagon is <laughs> eating ground. Yes. Hey, man, look, good luck on Saturday. You know, we always love having you on. So come back whenever you want. And uh, good luck Appreciate on Saturday with this, with this rematch. I know this is a, a big fight for you personally. So uh, it is. It we'll is. talk to you after, man. Yeah, Cheeto. Appreciate you guys. All right, Thanks good talking for everything. to you. Love talking Tell to you Jason guys. I said hi. I will, brother. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorns High Performance Sports Nutrition Line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorn is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's Training Bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports. Choose Thorn, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off. And Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How you doing, man? Very good. How are you, sir? Excellent, man. Excellent. Doing well. Matt Brown. So I do. I always love when you fight, man. I was there in Abu Dhabi when you were back. You and Carlos Convent had a fucking. Normally, I don't bring up a, a fight that you didn't come out ahead in, but fuck, that was a great fight. Who gives a shit? That you people forget about even the victor. I just remember being live at that. I had the privilege because that was like in the middle of the fucking pandemic. And what a fucking fight, Jimmy, to watch yeah. live. Matt Brown and Carlos Condon, two fucking warriors that been in the game. Oh, dude, down to the wire, that fight. Down to yeah. the wire. Great yeah. fight. Yeah, I felt like I won. I don't know, man. Matt, it was – I'd have to watch it again, but I just remember being like, yo, looking at Dean Thomas, dude, that was a fucking good fight. I was happy for both you guys. I didn't – in a fight yeah. like that, you don't – you don't. You, I mean, 
maybe because you didn't get the win as purse, but you do, you don't really go home feeling like a fucking, you got beaten. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Or, I you're, mean, like, you're, you're like the same. <laughs> <league>. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, Maddie. You don't want to complain about it. I got you, but it was a great fight. You know Thanks, what I mean? Joe's like, dude, these guys, I know you retired before you came back. In my eyes, it shows that you made the right decision because you're fucking in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I love fighting, bro. Like, you know, the whole retirement thing was kind of uh, some bullshit, you know? I wouldn't say bullshit, but it was, you know, man, before every fight, at some point, I'm like, dude, this is it, man. I'm not doing this shit no more. This is too every, – every training camp, like, dude, I'm fucking retiring. This is too much. Um, and I think that time I just took it a little more serious and then – you know, six months later, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Life sucks. I, I need to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you love something, but, it, but it is one of those things where with fighting, especially it gets to a point where it's like, fuck, how long or do you ever worry about like losing that teeny bit of, cause we've talked a lot about like a guy like Tyron Woodley or other guys who had a tough run at the end and they're still great athletes. And it's like, is it, is it something where it's just a split second reaction that you lose because of the age or that, that, that happens to every fighter. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it's happened to me. I, I, I'm a hundred percent sure. Like I've, I've, I'm not as quick as I used to be. My reactions probably aren't what they used to be, but that's why I've tried to adapt my style. Uh, I do a lot more grappling these days. I do a lot more wrestling. Um, even my, my striking style, like I've changed it up a, a little bit um, to not rely as much on speed and reaction and, and, uh, you know, you, you guys see me fight a lot. You know, I go in a, a lot of times and just go to war. And I'm trying to, uh, well, I am developing my style to not be so much just walk forward, bite down my mouthpiece, take a punch and punch you harder. We just talked to Marlon Vera literally two minutes ago about the possibility of fighting in front of the fans again. And, you know, ha after having fought without the fans for so long. And this is a fight in the apex and to, speaking about grappling, do you think there's an advantage to fighting in the apex with the grappling? Because there are times the referees will deny it, but fans start booing if mm. two guys aren't moving fast enough. And I think that's less likely to happen in the apex, obviously. So do you feel like that's a better place to grapple and incorporate what you're talking about doing now? That's an interesting point. You know, I never thought about that. I just think about how much it sucks to not have fans, man. Uh, like when they, they call me for a fight, they didn't have a location or anything. I was like, dude, all right, it's cool, man. We're going to get fans back. And then I find out I'm in the fucking apex with no fans. So man, I'm, I'm so stoked to get some fans back, man. They're playing Jimmy. They're playing on, I seen on Instagram somewhere. It might be on the UFC site about Matt fighting again, you know? So they show a clip. They showed the clip of his elbow on Diego. You might be the reason why he got that dude in his life. He might he might have started making wrong decisions after that fucking elbow. <laughs> but before that, he was that dude. Everything was going fine. The guy's doing cartwheels and everything's good. Once in a while, he'll break out a cross. Now I don't know. I'm being a dick, but that fucking elbow. Because you know what, the Jimmy, he had Diego's. Diego's got amazing balance. So Matt, he's got his fucking foot. He's hopping, hopping. He let that thing down. And that elbow might as well have been a fucking bat. <laughs> it was fucking brutal. That's why we need him in front of fans, Jimmy. Yeah. With this man at the index. Hey, it is, it is kind of coincidental. He hooked up with Fabian, like, right after that knockout. <laughs> you know, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that, man. Um, but, hey, it was either me or him, right? 
Hey, dude, it, it's always like that in there. You know, now, Maddie, how long, how long have you been fighting for altogether? God, man, my first was 2001. Okay, so 20 years. 20 years. 20 yeah. Years. yeah. And the biggest thing now, when you, when you did retire, because I know what it's like to, to retire, obviously, the biggest, um, the strangest thing for me was after like maybe three to six months and you're not getting that call. Well, back then me, it was me and Joe Silver, but I don't know if it's you through an agent or whatever it is, or your manager or whatever, but you're not getting that call of what's next. What, all right, when do I have to start getting into camp again? It was just strange. So I don't even know if you retired for six months. You might've got right the fuck back in. How long were we retired for? Yeah, it was like six months. And, and I think I, I had that exact same feeling. I was like, where's the call? Like, why, why is no one calling me to fight? And I was like, what, whatever, I'll fucking call them. That's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you dealt with it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when it's finally the time, fine, listen, I don't know, I, hopefully it's fucking ages from now, you, do, you know? But when it is finally the time, do you think you're going what to, what are we going to do to substitute that, that, that feeling of, like, like, we need something to, to, to drive yeah. us to life. You know what I mean? They always yeah. say it's, it's different from fighting, but I mean, not, not in all cases. They say, oh, after you retire, people fucking die. But you know what it is? I think people need meaning. So, like, not to get too deep on you, but when you're not getting that call, when you do retire eventually after three to six months, what are we, what are we planning to do? Any idea? Well, that was exactly why I started my own gym in Columbus, Ohio, you know, and it, everything's been going really good so there. And now at this point, we have a lot of fighters coming up. I got a guy fighting in the contender series in September. I got a girl probably going to be hopefully going to be fighting Cuesta Shields in the PFL, her next fight. Uh, is it just the fighters, Jim, or is it for? No, no, the, the fighters are on the side, honestly. I mean, you own a gym. You know how it is. You know, you keep them. Fighters are the biggest fucking hassle ever. Oh, they, they don't make you money. They fuck yeah. they, You do that as like your side passion. Like, you know what I mean? Just empowering everybody with the martial arts is a, is, is a gift. Don't attack me with that, Jimmy. But it Absolutely. does. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and not, not only do the fighters not make you money, they, they're a fucking hassle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know how I was coming up and uh, I've learned a lot since then. And I've respect martial arts a lot more. I respect the gyms a lot more now, but when I was coming up, um, well, how I came to your gym, I don't know if you remember. Uh, you're friends with, you're friends with uh, John Manimal, my, uh, yeah, yeah, my little black belt. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, man, my mentality back then, I, I think I was probably more respectful at your gym, um, but my mentality was I would walk into a gym and I'd look for the toughest guy and I'd be like, let's fucking go, like, you know, let's fight here, you know, with gloves on, let's fight. And then I think that's a, you know a young fighter's mentality, and you know, I, I want to bring. My, it's not a bad mentality for a fighter to have. I mean, it, it, they got to have that fire, but at the same time, it's not good for your gym. It is. You got It's weird because you don't want to totally fucking like, like, like clip them. You don't want to take away their fucking edge, but at the same time, there's got to be some fucking authority and some rules going on, man. Like, yeah, in high school. I don't even like the guys. I go, look, man. Even if the training, leave the shirts on, man. There's, there's, there's girls here. There's kids. No, not everybody. You know. You know what I'm saying? Just don't make it. Cause you know why? Because then it's shirts. Then you know this guys in their fucking speedos walking around. Guys coming downstairs in a towel. Yo, fuck off! I'm not having that. I'm having my wife and kids training. I don't. I want that. It doesn't make you less hard. Just have some respect for the school type. Absolutely. Of thing. Yeah, and they leave shit around, and yeah, they want to 
they want to go hit the bag during the kids' class. And yeah. my, my dude's fucking like eight year old girls in here. Like, what, exactly. what do you think? <laughs> <man?"> <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, they're a hassle, but um, I, it, it keeps me in the sport. You know, I want to be in the trenches with them. Like, I'm not the kind of coach that, that kind of sits on the side of the cage and yells in. Like, like I'm in the trenches with them and, and feeling things, even with the heavyweights, you know, and I have a really good heavyweight that. I'm kind of getting sick of doing that with because he's getting too good now. Uh, Mickey Gall spoke uh, really high of your of training camps with you. Yeah, man. Mickey's been coming down and we've been getting a lot of great work, man. He, you know, he's a much better fighter um, than I think he gets credit for, man. Um, yeah. You know, he kind of got, you know, with that whole CM Punk thing, he kind of, I think they kind of, I don't know, people just kind of overlooked him a little bit. Like, ah, he's, he's got to be CM Punk. That's it, you know, and Man, he's a really, really good fighter. He has a high ceiling. So I really look forward to – hopefully I'm going to get out to uh, – for his – he's got a camp right now. Oh, shit. Hope got to get him back on too. I'm, I'm saying that for the producers. Guys, get Mickey back on. Yeah, I think he'll be fighting in July. So hopefully I'm going to be able to help him out with that camp. And, you know, he's got a good team around him, good people, man. And, and, and you know, well, you know as well as anybody, man, when, you, when, when you're – in there grinding with the guys every day, sweating and bleeding with them. You want good people, man. You don't give a fuck how good of a fighter they are. You're like, dude, just be a good person, man. Have a good energy. Bring something to the table. You know, don't just take, take, take. Like, give a little yeah. something to, and 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 this is going to be a good thing, and we can uh, really enjoy ourselves for a long time and, and not just try to win the next fight. And how did you uh... – you know, I know you're friends with Jamie Josta, who I'm, uh, I, I'm friends with as well. And and you did you ask him to do your song or did he offer to do it? Or how did that come about? Man, he actually offered it to me, uh, if I remember correctly. And um, he offered me like a, a little piece of the pie. Like, I don't remember how much, but, you know, for how much it sells. Whatever. I was like, dude, keep your fucking money, man. Like, this is a dream come true, man. Like, Hate Breed was one of those back when I was in addiction and and uh, and getting through addiction and 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 turning into uh the the man that i am now hate breed was one of those bands like man they inspired the shit out of me just the 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 drive to the music the beats the the lyrics and jamie josta was like a god to me man and so when i got to meet him and and he got to and he wrote the song for me uh i remember andre arlovsky used to come out to a hate breed song and and i was always so jealous of, of Andre and then I got it man so you know dreams come true yeah he's uh now when did you actually like you said when you were kind of working through addiction did you totally quit everything well it was kind of god I was such a dumbass kid man like like when when I first decided that I wanted to be a fighter my camp would be like two weeks I'd be like, okay I'm not gonna drink or party for two weeks you know and then as I as I moved up um, you know, I started taking it more and more serious, but it was kind of a slow. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was more slow for me, a uh, uh, little by little. Um, I, was, I was just a dumbass man. Like, and I didn't have people guiding me either. You know, like even the guys in gym, like they didn't know that I was going through what I was going through. I was, I've just always been kind of an introvert, keep to myself and not really speak about my problems. It's just, you know, the way I was raised, like you don't cry, you don't, you don't bitch, you don't moan, you, you take care of the shit yourself. When you were a kid, if you would like 
cry or have problems? Like, like, was it, was, were you, was there discipline or was it like more like, Hey, we just don't do that. Or was it right? If you did it, was it a problem? If I cried? If it, yeah. Or, or anything like that. Nah, like go to your room and cry, you know, like, like get the fuck out of here. Oh, you know, I, I grew up a very, very conservative. Uh, like my family's all from Kentucky and, you know, just country folks and very, very small town. And, there just wasn't room or, or place for that shit. My dad owned a business, you know, he worked 12, 15 hours a day. Uh, my mom was a stay at home mom with three boys that were, you know, raised in hell all the time. So, you know, they're like, we don't have time for your bullshit. You know, just, if you got a problem, go, go take care of it. We're, we're going to make your dinner and you're going to shut up. Do you have a, uh, cause I know you're a father of two boys, correct? Two boys and, and a girl. And a girl. Okay. That you yeah. need that balance. Thank goodness. They gave you a girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You right. need that to, to soften you up a little bit, a little bit. Cause that's, it's great. Now is she's hardened me up more than the boy. So she, she, she. now listen, is there a different approach with the parenting? I'm a father of three girls. So all I got to do is love them. They're not having any issues. I'm here at the comic books. I'm, I'm set, you know, I don't got to raise a man. Uh, do you have more of an approach like your father or are you a little bit, a little bit more lenient with your, your sons? And, um, and more I'm hard on them. I'm, I'm disciplined with them. Um, but I also, I think the difference between me and my father is like, you know, my father's very old school. You know, I talk to them more and yeah. I communicate with them more and, and I participate. My, my father was an athlete, obviously. So, you know, I participate in the sports and stuff more and, you know, uh, what they're into, I get into things like that. You, you know, the old school way of raising your kids was, you know, like the parents do this, the kids yeah. do this. And, you know, I'm, I'm just more involved with everything they do. Like my one son loves football. So, you know, we play a lot of football. Um, my one son, um, my one son just loves fighting. I mean, he just wants to be a fighter just like me. So it makes it easy. And your daughter, is there the difference with that now? Any little bit of a difference? Yeah, she's just into raising hell. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> she's a real fucking tyrant, man. <laughs> like she's. <laughs> That's so great, man. And how old are they? How old are the boys? Uh, the boys are 10. They're twins and the girl's five. Oh, that's a wow. So, twins. Now, uh, I guess I, uh, there's identical and fraternal. Uh, why am I explaining that to you? You know that. Uh, which are they? Are they are they identical? No, they're fraternal. But uh, and they're. People ask if they're like cousins or whatever. I mean, they're they're polar opposites, man. Right. They don't they don't even act alike or nothing. But they're also best friends and worst enemies at the same time. Do do fraternal twins and and identical twins is the mental connection the same? Like for them, even though they look a little bit different, like you know, they say like twins think alike or they can sense shit about yeah. each other. Is that the same for fraternal and, and identical twins? I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, they're they're polar opposites, but they absolutely can read each other's minds. You know, like they know exactly what the other one's thinking and. And that that's what makes them best friends and worst enemies. And um, it's funny, like watching them train jujitsu, like, like they train jujitsu a lot. And um, like one of them will pick up a move, a new move, and then the other one will copy it right away. So they're always like step leveling each other up all the time. Um, so, you know, they're, they're savages, man, when they want to be. I imagine it's easier to be a fraternal twin because you probably you, you have the connection, but you keep yourself your sense of looking like yourself and your identity. It's probably a little easier to separate your identity than if you look exactly like the other person. Yeah, it's got to be the best, man. Like they got, you know, the, they, they go to school and they got a, a friend immediately, you know, like, 
you know, they're, they're obviously in the same grade and everything, you know what I mean? So it's not like, I, I guess my brothers, you know, say, for instance, I went to school, you know, they're in a different grade. So yeah, you know, they always got someone there for them, no matter what. And, and they really do have each other's backs, man. It's pretty amazing to see. Oh, that's very cool. Man. And they will, and they will elbow the fuck out of you. If you, fuck <laughs> how far apart, <laughs> how many minutes apart? Uh, it's like two minutes of C-section. Wow. Two minutes. That's amazing. Um, and you knew before that you were going to, I obviously, you know, you're going to have twins. How far into it do you find out? And do you panic when you find out you're going to have twins? We found on, we found out on April fool's day. So uh, we're sitting there at the ultrasound, you know, you know, you can't really see the ultrasound that well at that point. And we're like, dude, it's April fool's day. Like you're not fooling us. Like, right. come on. And, but yeah, she wasn't. <laughs> Does that make you panic a little bit? Like, like, oh man, this is more than I, this is twice as much work as I thought it was going to be. Um, not me, my wife at the time, she panicked, but me, I'm just like, I don't really panic about shit, man. I mean, you know, life goes on, you know, I know that I'm going to get through it and I know I'm going to deal with it. So I didn't really panic. Um, after they were born, I think it was kind of a, a rude awakening, like the um, intense amount, like this first four to six months. Well, be because she had the c-section it was a little rough and everything she was on bed rest for like a month almost so it was me 24 7 and we had a little bit of help you know with friends and family and stuff but you know I'd, I'd get you know with twins man you get up feed one change the diaper lay back down as soon as your eyes close the next one wakes up and oh, 24 7 yeah. of that shit man and I, so basically what i did was i put a I used to play Battlefield back then, Bad Company, and and I put the video game room in their nursery, and I would just sit there, and if I was awake, I was playing video games. Otherwise, I was nursing, <clears throat> nursing or sleeping. Yeah, oh, that's the way to do it, man. Shit, man, Matt Brown. Hey, does it feel like 13 years? You've been in the UFC for, like, what, over 13 years now? It feels yeah. like yesterday you were smacking that guy around who stole your dip and now in the <laughs> UFC house. And now you're you're still here. Plenty of guys came in after you and left way before you. How does That's it right. in that in that sense? You made it already, man. Fuck. Nah. OG in the game now. How does that feel? Nah, it ain't shit, man. I don't think about what I've done. I think about what I'm gonna do. Fuck what I did. Yeah, fuck that shit. Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm gonna use that to motivate you, Jimmy. Your, your last Netflix special, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. it. Netflix hey, said I'm, the I'm, same thing. <laughs> I'm like Netflix. that man. Like, I, hey, I don't have none of my trophies. I don't have. I used to have a bunch of, like amateur belts and yes. and uh, you know lower level belts. I don't. I don't keep none of that shit. I put it all in the fucking storage and you know like any accolades. I don't give a shit about none of that, man. Like like I want a bigger, better one. Yes. One day when you're in the rocking chair, fucking 30 years from now, you look back on that shit. I keep it for my kids. You know, they can fuck with it. And they can say, this is what my dad did. Show it to their friends. You know, I'll, I'll show it to uh, my daughter's boyfriend, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, opening fight of the main card, uh, Diego Lima, this Saturday. Good luck, man. And hopefully you'll be fighting in front of a crowd soon. I'm, I'm sure hopefully the next one. Um you know, but, uh, you know, good luck this Saturday. We love talking to you. You know that. Thanks, guys. Love you guys, too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. 
it probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Know what I want to bring up? What? Uh, I got a call today. I don't know if it's a surprise. What? Because last time you made it like we're not doing it, but we are going to be doing it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Jimmy? And it's me and you. Me and you. That's it. We're going to have a blast. Yeah, we are. On what we're going to be doing for the UFC uh, pretty fairly soon. That's right. Okay. It's the watch party. I can't. Jimmy, I'm not good with secrets. You're not a good secret keeper. Um. I, I can't keep a secret. Yeah. We're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Oh, let's get chicken wings. Let's get, they, listen. The UFC caters it. Yes, they it's do. The UFC watch party for the people who don't know what that is. What is it, Jimmy? Let's tell the people at home. Here's what it is. Uh, Matt and I, uh, they're getting a, a, a hotel for us. So we're going to snuggle under the covers and we're going to watch the fights. No, we're going to be at my house on my white couch. By the way, when you said wings, I don't like that. My fucking white couch, my cloud couch. Matt and I are going to be there watching the fight. It's going to be the uh, 264 card, uh, McGregor Poirier three or Poirier McGregor three, however they're going to say it. Um, and Matt yeah. and I are doing the UFC watch along party in my house. Um, Just me and you, that, which is great. Yeah, yeah. They 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 called yesterday with that, and I'm fine with that. However, the wings on the white couch. We'll have no, to no, eat no, away no, from no, the couch. Oh, I'm messy too. I you know. Jimmy. I know. I'm not. I know. I'm not going to. I'm going to be really. I'll bring I my know. own. But listen, you think maybe I could jump out on your uh, your patio if I need to get a little fresh air? Jimmy, look. look. Yes. Uh, so here's the, the, the. I won't say what it is, but look Matt is wondering. Look, what I'm doing. Look. Yes. You're more than welcome to do drugs on my terrace. No, 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 uh, you know what? Take that out. I'm dude, come on, husband, father, Hall of Famer, please, Jimmy. Medicine. You're, you're more than oh, welcome okay, to okay, have well, some medicine. You put it like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Uh, Jimmy, let's do a couple of picks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do, uh, we'll do like the, uh, let's three. do the first three fights. Yeah. First you want the three. Yeah. Yeah. The last three. You mean. Let's start with Davy Grant against uh, Marlon uh, Vera. Well, I'm going with, all, I'm going with Marlon Vera, is what I'm going with. How I'm going with Marlon Vera by I'm gonna say let me see something here. Nah, 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 nah. Ooh. I'm gonna say by third round stoppage TKO. I'm gonna give him a decision. Um, Grant is coming off of two straight TKOs, one in the third, one in the second, and this is a uh a fight. Uh, I'm not saying Vera is going to be cautious, like in a in a bad way, but I think that getting the win in this fight is going to be very important. So I'm going to I'm going to say uh, Marlon Vera by decision. I'm I'm going to say he takes that caution. Okay, going to throw it right to the fucking wind, Jimmy. Alexi Olenek, Ooh. Sergey Spivak. Mm. 
Coming off a couple losses, uh, Olenek, um, t- both TKOs in the first and second round. And, of course, uh, Spivak is coming off of a uh, uh, majority decision and then a uh, second-round TKO. Huh. First-round submission, Olenek. Oh, I, I like to get a little crazy sometimes. I like to get a little, did he really say that? Ooh, I do that shit. I play that card. Second-round stoppage, Spivak. Okay. All right. All right, Jimmy. Um, agree to disagree. Good main event. Good agree main to disagree event. on Olenek. Jimmy, you notice I'm not wearing any cans today. You know why? Because my my I, I, the other ones broke, and I tried to put on these five below lemons, and look at them. I like them a lot. I was hoping you'd wear those. You also like my fucking collar that you fucked with me about. No, I forgot about the collar. It's fine. You made it through the show. I noticed, by the way, the whole interview, both interviews, you're like this. I noticed that you were talking and you had changed your camera. So it's like a flip. Matt's head was like a screensaver at the bottom. He, oh, he wouldn't show the collar. I'm going with Ige. Interesting. How? Well, Jimmy, I think I'm going to tell you. Okay. Uh, I, you know what I'm going to say? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say by decision. I think it's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to be a battle. Jimmy. Yeah. Tell you, I'm no Notre Dame. a battle. I'm, yep. I smell it. Yeah. I smell a battle coming, Jimmy. It's in the air. I'm going with Dan Ige. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck it. Dan Ige, fourth round stoppage. I'm saying it. He's pulling something out of his hat. I'm going to take Chan Sung Jung. Bye. Ige is very tough. Ige is. I'm going to take him by decision. I hate picking decisions because it seems so indecisive. Or like, yeah, but that's just that's what I think. I, that's gonna why happen. I'm not, Jimmy. Okay. That's why I'm not. Well, all right. I'm a master of picks, as yeah, we all know. You're a master, you little jokes. You're a master. You're really good. Uh, Jimmy, there we go. That's Let's good. plug this thing properly. It's at the Apex this Saturday night. Yes, it is. Uh, UFC fight night, Jung versus Ige. See how I can clean it up and act semi-professional when it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I put on like a kind of a douchebag voice, though. The prelims start at 4 p.m. Yeah, come on. It was nice. Yeah. Hey, Jung versus Ige. All of a sudden, where's Matt? Who's this guy? I sound like that. It's on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. The main card. Yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. ESPN2. It's time. All right, I'm taking it too far. Okay. Now I'm just now I'm I'm bringing out my inner Bruce Buffer. Okay, I'm gonna get his his, his cologne. Can I ask him to send me some? He I has wanna, cologne. I want to. Yes. What's it called? Uh, it's time. I hope so. <laughs> He's a master. Bruce is a fucking. We should all. Did you just Bruce Buffer? What? Did you just, no, listen to me. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you just wish me an early Happy Father's Day? No, no, I was going to do that at the end of the show. Oh, well, this is the end of the show. No, but I mean, as we we're ready, I was going to say, by the oh, way, I'm sorry, go man. to the Chip Chipperson's YouTube and you can get the Doug Bell cast or you can listen to Chip's new podcast. And by the way, my friend, have a great Father's Day. Thank you so much. By the way, just to mention, did you know that Paul Craig and Jamal Hill party together after UFC? I two? did read that. Yeah, that they kind of hung out. Love that. 
Yeah. And Jamal Hill's arm is not broken. It's actually okay. They popped it back into place and it was actually okay. So, which is great news because I, I want to see him fight again soon. He's a tough, tough bastard. And uh, I love that shit. I like yeah, that. I do too. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. I agree. 100%. I like that sometimes. You know, uh, Jimmy, you know, I'm doing those, I'm doing the cameos also. Me too. Yes. You know what I mean? Hey. Happy Father's Day from a Hall of Famer. Why not? I'm only kidding. Yeah. Listen, yo, how about this? Sometimes I do them. Hello. <laughs> I mean, would you get insulted and would you do this? I would, Sometimes I do them, but sometimes I, I skip some because one of them goes, oh, this girl goes, oh, I want to get it for my husband and this and that. And by the way, I couldn't afford Bruce Buffer. I'm like, wait. <laughs> I go, that, no, I go, because the... the- the money is coming in. I'll do a cameo if it says, hey, wish my friend a happy birthday, you scumbag. I'll be like, you're damn right I am. Happy birthday from the scumbag. Yes. I thought that was mean, though. Oh, but what? Why? You couldn't afford They're it. They're paying you. Yeah, but I'm not paid to fucking. Get make it. fun of that. I would make fun of that. Nah, I think it, I think it passed. Now I'm not giving her a free one. <laughs> you don't care. I'm not, listen, do I really care? I don't know. But don't don't say that. You know what I mean? It's time to skip your cameo. How dare you? Listen <laughs> to me. Jimmy, you're a fucking man. I love you. And I'm I sure you'll we'll be texting during the fights. Online, yes. the watch party when we'll be right next right. to each other. And I can't get, wait. I get excited. I'll give you a little, I'll turn to you. We'll do a high 10. I know, but I just don't get wing sauce all over my white couch. I don't. You know what's great about my wings? I have them plain, bro. Okay. Plain. But I like a nice mess, messy pizza. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat gluten for that night. So you recommend the pizzeria? It's, it's right. I'm gonna probably eat poorly that night too. And as you can see, I have tits now, so I'm I'm getting fat again. So yeah, I'll probably eat poorly that night as well. Uh, I get excited. I'm gonna motivate you, Jimmy. I love you. I'll <laughs> talk right. to you. By the, I'll talk to you by this weekend. I right, have a great Father's Day. Thank you so much. Bye, buddy. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.